I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh-huh. you want to see the inside, huh? I see you later, they come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place, play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I've been began to encounter with my counterparts on how to burn the block apart, break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections, some use pipes, others use injections. Surrender so separately, Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing to protect my position. My corner, my layer, while we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man.
was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh-huh. you want to see the inside, huh? I'll see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them. Uh-huh. Stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate. The cookies, butter crunch.
Hmm. All right, man. Uh, what is, is I swear to God, what is going on, man? We are live with news. It is Wednesday, man. It is Wednesday after AEW Dynamite, man. Um, man. Um, yeah. So let's hop right into the intro, bro. Let's not waste any more time, man. Or not that we've wasted a lot of time, but you guys know the drill, man. What is going on, guys? We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. This is episode 151 of the newsman um and if this is your first time watching you guys do not know how the show works man every monday we're on here with notorious unscripted after monday night raw and every friday at 4 p.m central we are on here with the news obviously if you guys you know do our listeners of the podcast you would know that our boy sir k is going on vacation man so that is why obviously we are on here on the wednesday but typically it's friday at 4 p.m central man and if you guys did miss this past monday's edition of notorious unscripted our wwe and aew both in a creative slump at the moment at least as far as some things go into wrestlemania we definitely got a little bit of news today on why these things may be happening um in WWE, as for AEW, I don't know. Uh, their fans continue to defend that uh, the reason AEW doesn't tell storytelling is simply because that's just not what they're known for, man. That's it. No, they're not. They have they have a million great stories that they've already told, but man, they're not known for stories. No, not at all, man. Not according to the AEW tribalists, the AEW elitists. Out there, that's that. That's the excuse, man. That's the excuse. Apparently, they they get the pass just because they're they're just not known for it, man. But we do have a little bit of news on WWE and their storytelling and why things have kind of been taking the direction that they have been, uh, at least as far as some things on your television screen uh, does you know are concerned. But yes, our WWE and AEW both in a creative slump. You hear me and Sir K talk all about that on Monday's episode of Unscripted. Like I said, we just kind of went in depth, man, on kind of everything uh, creatively that the companies are both doing wrong. And we kind of just ripped them to fucking shreds, man. So, um, yeah, man. So if you guys did miss that, that is available for you guys on all platforms, man. That is episode 132 of Unscripted Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if, uh, and if you want to see it first, right here after Monday Night Raw on youtube man so yes that is uh, available for you guys on all platforms uh as we speak man and with that man if you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official notorious hills podcast merchandise you guys can now find this live on the merch shop right now that is bonfire.com link is at the top of the description of this very video and it is in either mine or Sirte's social media pages, man. Um, not hard to find at all. You get all eight of these beautiful designs in more than just a t-shirt, man. Long sleeve, youth, hoodie, tank top, whatever you guys want, man. It's available on the merch shop for you guys, man. You got the Chicago flag design, the Chicago skyline design, the base logo design, the Riddler-inspired IWC's best-kept secret design, the scratch logo, the only community that matters, the uncrowned kings of the IWC, and the Christmas merch, man. So, with that, man, like I said, all age of these beautiful designs available in more than just a t-shirt uh, live on the merch shop right now. That is at the top of the description of this very video and in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. So, with that, if this is your first time watching and you guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Seals Podcast, I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host 
of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? Going good, man. Going good. Just been a just been chilling out, man. Waiting for this. Well, t- technically started, but this vacation, man. And afterwards, I got mm. Revolution, man. Even though I'm not crazy excited for Revolution, especially that fucking tag match, man. Why not, man? <laughs> well, man, I'm just um. I mean, who needs a story? Yeah, I mean, story. Those are They're stories. not known for it, man. I gotta stop yeah. you right there. You know, and I know stories, so so you know. But um. Oh, good. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Just been, uh, been chilling out, man. Just been chilling out, waiting for this fucking week, man. And it's here, man, so that's awesome. But, um, usually, Dur- Dur- I was about to call him something else. Durante is here <laughs> to fucking, um, I was about to call him Durante. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, bro, we've been joking too much about fucking people we work with have fucking eh, goddamn man but like Durante is usually here to ask man how's life how's family life's good man family's good well you guys in chat what about you Logan see you there man what's up how you guys doing what about you bro how you doing yeah man I'm good bro I'm good chilling man chilling nothing much bro just getting ready for this revolution weekend um uh I uh, ordered my Elite 99 Seth Rollins today. Remember the one I was showing you with the cloth, with the cloth white jacket? That one. Mm-hmm. I ordered that nice. today. So, um, yeah, bro. Uh, yeah, just, just, just chilling, man. Just chilling. Um, yeah, just waiting for the Revolution weekend, man. Obviously, you guys know we will be on here live Sunday night after the show. But, um, yeah, nothing, nothing too much at all, man. Um, you know. I know the show's gonna be good. I know the show's gonna be good, man. But uh yeah, it does definitely take a little uh it definitely does take take a little excitement away, man. Um being that uh and you know, I, I, I I'm not just saying this, man, but it definitely does take a little bit of excitement away, being that a lot of things haven't been built up great at all. Um you know, and that's just how it is. Um, that's just how it is, uh, you know, building into the show. But we'll definitely go over that, man, as we got the revolution predictions here tonight for you guys. And as Durante always asks, man, I'm good. Family's good. And what about you, Durante? What about you, Logan Pops? What about everybody else watching on the replay and everybody that's going to be here uh, in a little bit, man? Uh, what the hell is going on, guys? And thank you guys for being here as always. But, um, man, my God. So much for wanting FTR to return tonight. They waited this long to have Danhausen and Orange Cassidy ultimately be the final team. And they were the Jokers, I believe, right? They were the last team that came out. I don't think there was a Jokers because they, I mean, they were announced for the match in a segment earlier in the show. Uh, There was no Joker, I don't think. Oh my god. They were the last team though, right? Yeah, they were the last team. Oh. But like Wow. I mean Not your tr- Joker, not your fun Joker. Yeah, because the Joker was supposed to be a surprise. Surprise, really. right. Yeah. No, nothing like that, man. So Wow. Uh, welcome to the current state of AEW, man. If it's not one mid card title that's not being singly defended on the fucking pay per view, it's the other one. It went from the T N T title to now the fucking All Atlantic. 
absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Um, not only does Orange Cassidy have a championship, um, uh, both of the two teams that are in that tag team match makes for uh, makes me question as to why you built up two separate number or two separate contender matches to be put in the match. And both of your winners ended up being Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy. Oh, my Lord. You just announced the shit at that point. Honestly. Better than Barry and fucking all these good-ass teams. Honestly, you got me sitting... You got me fucking sitting here thinking FTR is going to make their return. Fucking... You know... I, I was wondering, too, with that Pinnacle episode coming out today, I'm probably going to watch that later tonight with the FTR with Dax Pinnacle episode coming out. Uh, I wonder if he got himself into a little bit of hot water, because I'm sure he uh, wasn't holding any punches on on that. I actually did see a little quote from that, and I bet he probably did. <laughs> yeah, I, I, seen, I seen a little something with Dax talking about how... Uh, he, a, he doesn't think AEW's too happy with them because they didn't like they didn't acknowledge like some kind of year end awards or something like that. But um, yeah, they didn't acknowledge FTR for the year end awards that fucking Meltzer did. Um, so they're kind of mad about that. And then um, he was talking about the Pinnacle, obviously in that episode, and um. He said something about how it didn't, how they believe it didn't work because MJF didn't wrestle enough with them, and that AEW is that they said it or something backstage, <laughs> and AEW wasn't that happy or something like that. It was something like that. I mean, that's fair though, bro. You and it's funny too because you look back at that summer and me and you, I believe, have an unscripted titled. Why is MJF, why is the pinnacle versus the inner circle all about Chris Jericho and MJF? And it was not ever about the groups. It was just always about those two and the groups. And, you know, they could have made a positive out of that, but they didn't. They completely just cast them, you know, to the wayside, man. And, and it looked like shit. Damn. Exactly. Damn, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. But switching over, bro, uh, we will get to a little bit of AEW news. Of a, yeah, we uh, do we do have a little bit of AEW news on this episode, man. But we're going to start you guys off with, you know, we're going to start you guys off with some good news. We're going to start you guys off with some good news because we got some pretty bad ones uh, on this episode, man. But we got we got a story about one of the best professional wrestlers on the planet. Finally, finally. Getting the recognition he properly deserves, man. He is a man we all know as Gunner. Yes, Gunther. Walter. Walter, man. Walter's in the news, bro. I'm sure you guys seen it on the thumbnail, man. There is a new report that Walter is possibly next in line for a WWE World Championship run. Look at that, man. Holy shit. Never thought I'd see the day. Vince McMahon was going to bury Walter for the WWE Championship. Or, sorry, for the Intercontinental Championship. And now, with Triple H at the helm, 
do you think this would ever be a story if Vince McMahon was in charge? This is beautiful to see. This is beautiful to see, man. So, according to Give Me Sport, uh, or sorry, according to uh, WrestleVotes via Give Me Sport, Triple H is a big fan of Gunther, and he might be next in line for a run as a world champion in the WWE. Walter would be perfect if they wanted to split those titles. However, the only thing about Walter being the world champion is, well, I'll tell you guys after I read this, but Mm -hmm. so... Uh, Russ, uh, they say, Russell votes, um, and I quote, Triple H loves him. They all love him ever since he came into his own at Clash at the Castle. I'm not just talking about Triple H. Uh, Road Dog is big on him. Jason Jordan really likes him. Once WWE gets the world title, uh, gets two world titles, you, uh, you double the amount of people in the main event scene. Gunther is ready to step it up. I expect by the summer to see him at the top of the card. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins a world championship. Uh, he might be next in line. Uh, end quote. Uh, you know, as Russell Russell votes uh, to give me sport, man. So, so the only thing here, the only thing here is, the only thing here is. Uh, Walter, so I see what you're saying, Logan. I see what you're saying. Walter, you think Walter should beat Cody. Um, For me, I would maybe like to see L.A. Knight, or I would maybe like to even see if he bites the bullet and turns heel, which he should, Sami Zayn. I think you got a really nice story there. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, you're not doing the one with Roman. So one step better than that, I think, would be having Cody Rhodes turn heel and almost kind of pick on Sami Zayn and look down on Sami Zayn because he had all the momentum. He was the hottest guy on the show and he couldn't beat Roman Reigns. Meanwhile, Cody Rhodes did. So I think you got a really cool story there for Cody to play as the heel. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, you know, and I, I do believe I, I, I do, I, you know, I do have trust in triple H to kind of keep Sami Zayn hot, you know, um, may, I'm, I'm not saying you're going to replicate what you did with him this past year, but I think you, you still, I think you're in a position where people still do want to see him in some way, shape or form come out of this holding a world championship at least once. You know what I mean? So I think you got a little something there, but but Walter, Walter beating Cody, I definitely, um, I, I definitely, I definitely see what you're saying there, man, because those two put on a hell of a, a hell of a last sequence in the Royal Rumble. He's definitely one of the names. I would definitely like to see him face Cody. I think there's a couple people that could that could be that could have a really good program with Cody Rhodes. However, if Cody Rhodes is going to have a long championship reign, we need to fucking see one John Cena match in there. We need to see one. We need to see one of them. Um, man, but uh, because man, I want that feud like nothing, man. But um, ugh. but man. My only concern about uh, a Gunter title reign <laughs> is we've just had a very, 
very long title reign in Roman Reigns. And I think we'll get a, a solid length one with Cody. And then going right into another, what would have to be, because it, it's fucking, it's Walter, yeah. a long title reign could be a little much. That would be my that's, only... That's thing. exactly what I was going to say. But, I mean, it, it, it's, it's fucking Walter, I'd be down. But, like, it, it I think with actually having the two titles separated, that could benefit it a lot. But it will still be a little much. Definitely. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, yeah, that's ex- that's exactly... That's exactly what I was going to say, too. I, I would not want to jump back into, you know, I mean, dude, it's been 900 fucking days of Roman Reigns. Damn near, by the time WrestleMania comes, we're going to, we're going to be nearing 1,000 days as Universal Champion. Roman Reigns won that championship when Cody Rhodes was feuding with fucking... Oh my god, Cody Rhodes was feuding with the Dark Order when oh and Brody god. Lee when Roman Reigns won that championship. Think about how crazy that is. When Roman Reigns won the Universal Championship, Braun Strowman was a fresh bald. He was fresh. Um my god, bro. Uh well, I mean, what else was going on at the time, dude? I mean, uh, John Moxley was in the midst of his was in the middle of his first AEW. John Moxley was feuding with MJF the first time. Uh, you know, AEW was telling stories at the time. You know, I mean, I mean, it's been a fucking long time, man. It's been a really fucking long time. Um, yeah, Chris Jericho was feuding with Orange Cassidy. Around the time Roman Reigns won the first cha- won, won the Universal Championship. I mean, it's been a long time, man. Um, so yeah, man. And obviously, we see how things have changed. Cody's in AEW. AEW doesn't tell stories anymore. You know, we're we're so far removed from a lot of these things, man. So I the only thing I would be a little worried about is just kind of I wouldn't want the fans to get fatigue. For something that is not his fault at all, and that is just seeing long-winded champions. Uh, So that's the only thing. Um, But yeah, slogan. I totally agree. Uh, There, there could, there is a lot of different ways you could go with this story. I I just, um, you know, I, I hope they. uh, I mean, all of them, at least all the ones we just listed listed off, sound pretty good. Sammy, L.A. Knight, Walter. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of them sounds really, sound really good, man. I just, uh, you know, I hope they do the right thing, man. And I hope Triple H, uh, I hope Triple H is willing to say no, man. I hope Triple H is willing to say no when he feels he needs to. Um, I hope so, man. I hope so. Yeah, man. So yes, Gunther, um, yes, uh, uh, yes, Gunther, Going for a world championship, man. I mean, I would totally be down. I would totally be down. I just think we need a nice summer where somebody else is world champion. Somebody, maybe not even a summer, but maybe just like one little reign. You know what I mean? Maybe two, you know, with, you know, that are kind of just, you know, four months, uh, you know, just a little reign, you know, you know, nothing too fucking long. Yeah. Just a nice, simple reign. And that's it, man. And then we can, you know, move on to the next guy. And then Walter can have his, you know, year-long reign or, you know, even, you know, nine months or whatever you want to do, man. But, you know, it, 
should be good nonetheless, and I would absolutely be down for it. Uh, we we love Walter. We hated Gunther, but Gunther has kind of came into his own, and, and he's being booked like a motherfucking beast. So, you know, that's yeah. definitely uh, definitely who he should be, man. So I'm, I'm glad he's in the spot, and I'm glad stories like this are coming out. It makes me very happy for him. Um, yeah. yeah, man. So... Speaking of Gunther, What's yo, what is up, up Durante? Yeah, man, how you been, man? All right, man. So, speaking of Gunther, one of the ways he can contend for the WWE Championship is a way that I've been seeing a lot of people saying that they would like to see him win it. And I think he would be a fantastic winner for this. WWE King of the Ring. Well, King and Queen of the Ring, since it's all going to be one pay-per-view, I guess. First of all, something that went completely over my head, and and I'm okay with this, kind of. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with some aspects of it. You know that once I tell once I tell you what's wrong with King of the Ring, you you're going to you're going to understand the annoying fucking part of it. Um King of the Ring is May 27th. Yep. Double or nothing is May 28th. Dog. Oh. <sighs> especially where King of the Ring is gonna be. I dude, that show ain't getting touched. Get the fuck out of here. That's the annoying part too, because I love me a one night tournament, but you put it in front of these fucks. All right, well, let me get to the story. You mean, I mean one afternoon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Mike Johnson of PW Insider reports WWE King and Queen of the Ring will take place in Saudi Arabia. The event is scheduled for May 27th. The date was first reported by Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics. And this also was confirmed by Fightful. So, first of all, First of all, WWE, so so that's the thing. So that's the thing. Is it going to be a great night of wrestling? Yes. Personally, I loved the week they did Clash and uh, All Out. I thought it was a great fucking mix. I, got, I really got the best of both worlds. One of the best WWE, definitely the the best WWE show of last year, Clash at the Castle, and then and then All Out, which was a great show in its own right. And then the All Out Media Scrum just took things to a whole different level. But, um, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it sounds fucking like. One night tournament show sounds fantastic, and then you, and then you do this to the point where the fucking dude, the show, the show is, the show is in, the show is in Saudi Arabia. What on earth? Why didn't you? First of all, why didn't you do backlash in Saudi Arabia? And second of all, 
you decide to put what could possibly be a fantastic night of professional wrestling, a one-night tournament, you know that tournament's going to be stacked, you put that in front of these fucking bozos, man? Really? You're just going to be sitting there the whole the whole show just... <laughs> like, dude. Like, only pop the fucking Hulk Hogan's in fucking front of a man. That makes me scared for that fucking, for that goddamn show of who they're going to put on to please them. Because it don't matter who in charge. When they in there, they pleasing the yes. Saudis. So, Triple H going to pull out some fucking Omas bullshit. And that show is going to, I think it's going to suck, man. I, this does not sound good. The mix of the Queen of the Ring in there, the location... This shit, this this don't look it, man, at all. Dude. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. That uh, I I was not, a, I'm not a fan of, the, of them bringing of of them bringing. Uh, <laughs> I see it, dude. I mean, seriously, these fucking these are the same people that went absolutely nuts when Goldberg beat Bray Wyatt. These are the people, these people were jumping up and down when Goldberg beat Bray Wyatt. These are, this is who you decide to put a night of, a King of the Ring tournament is something you put in front of one of your banger crowds. You take this shit to the UK. You, you know, you bring this to New York. You bring this to Chicago. You bring this shit to fucking, to, to Miami or, to, you know, a big market in Texas or or something like that, man. You bring this, you bring this to a market like that. You don't bring this shit to people who don't appreciate good wrestling. They kind of just appreciate uh, characters, old characters. That's kind of this is that. I mean, that is that is what the Saudi Arabian people like. They like the you know they like these old retro you know wrestlers that fucking come out there and you know relive their past glory. That's what these people like. You know what I mean? They're not going to sit there and appreciate, uh, you know, fucking Gunther versus Johnny Gargano in the finals of a King, yeah. of, the King of the Ring tournament. That's not who you put this in front of, man. And it, it ultimately is going to make for a worse show, man, because, you know, I guarantee, and, and, uh, you know, when they go to Money in the Bank in, in London, it's going to be, the, the, the quality of the show is going to be amplified by the crowd, like the Elimination Chamber. The quality of the show gets amplified by the crowd. But on the back end of that, if your crowd sucks, the show's gonna fucking take a hit. And these Saudi Arabia shows take a hit sometimes, man. I mean, you know, the last one they did, the last one they did, sure they were, you know, sure they were kinda, you know, popping for, for Logan Paul and Roman Reigns, but when Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre were out there, you could hear a fucking pen drop in the arena. Can you imagine what happens when the fucking when all those NXT guys are out there? <laughs> They're gonna be looking at Gargano like, who, who the who fuck let their is fucking, this? Who let their kid here? What the fuck? You know Seriously, no. Yeah. That's not an insult on Johnny. That's an insult on that fucking crowd. Yeah, man, I am not excited for that pay per view in the slightest, man. That does not sound good. Definitely, and and I can't blame you at all, man. And, and like I said. Uh, for me, what sounded like, uh, what sounded like, you know, a fucking great night of professional wrestling, and I'm sure it will be, but 
I mean, the 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 quality of the show is going to take a drastic a drastic hit because, you know, there could be a fantastic match, but is it going to be appreciated by the live crowd? Probably not. Um, unless it's fucking uh, Ric Flair versus fucking Yokozuna, you know, taking place on the card, man. But um, yeah, man. I mean, it it, it absolutely sucks, bro. You do not put a night of just tournament matches in, you know, in front of uh, what nine times out of ten, at least for a majority of your talent, is a dead crowd. That's just exactly. That's just how it is, bro. But, uh, yeah, man, so that sucks. That absolutely sucks for King of the Ring. Um, very, very bad. Very bad news for mm-hmm. the King of the Ring event. Uh, speaking of Money in the Bank, we just talked about Money in the Bank. Um, WWE, Money in the Bank, uh, general admission tickets sold in under a minute. Look at that, man. Holy Look shit. At Yet again. Ooh, the Triple H effect, man. According to Alex McCarthy of the Daily Mail, WWE said general uh, general sale tickets. WWE said general sale tickets for Money in the Bank. Uh, for Money in the Bank at London's O2 Arena sold out this week. And I quote, at one point, there was over 30K WWE fans in the queue, and that was just Ticketmaster. As per reports, single holds uh, single holds, premium seats and other tickets are expected to be made available soon. Wow. 30,000 people in the waiting room. Look at that, man. Look what happens when you put on interesting television. God. I- it can do wonders. Stories. It can do exact. It can do fucking wonders, bro. It can do wonders, and you know, I mean, this is this is all this is all on the back of um, people like Sami Zayn and the Bloodline. Man, they have really put the company on the map through. I mean, one of the just one of the best fucking one of the best. Ages, or uh, one of the, one, sorry, one of the best stories told in ages in WWE, man. Um, it's a beautiful thing to see, man. It's a beautiful thing to see. This is, I think this also is a testament to people like uh, LA Knight. I think a lot of people want to see him win the Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, Cody Rhodes, a lot of people want to see Cody Rhodes, man. A lot of, a lot of people are just interested in just people in WWE in general, man. Uh, Walter. Cody, mm-hmm. Sammy, Kevin, L.A. Knight, um, whether they want to believe it right now or not, Bray Wyatt, you know, I mean, it's, uh, yes, WWE has certainly improved, man, and you can see here, I never thought in a million years I would see, uh, uh, I would see WWE tickets selling out in under a minute. Crazy. Look at that. Look at Triple H, man. Definitely, man. Definitely. It's a crazy, crazy thing to see. It's a crazy thing to see, man. But uh, it is upon us, man. WWE selling some fucking tickets, man. A couple years ago, oh, man. God bless if you get one of these events to hold fucking half the capacity. 
Oh, dude, I, I'll never forget all that tarp, all those damn tarps. Dude, that shit was Tent City in that fucking arena, man. They said tarp City. And all the ticket money on those tarps, probably. Seriously, man. I mean, holy hell. Um. Yeah, man. Um. Speaking of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Speaking of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, man. As per WRKD Wrestling. Take this with a grain of salt. You know, we don't really hear that name much. Unless it's abbreviated for something that's going completely over my head right now. Um... Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos is currently slated to main event WrestleMania Night 1. It fucking better be. You know, obviously this is just a rumor now. I don't believe we've heard this from anybody, you know, that we hear from a lot. But uh, as per WRKD, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn... First, the Usos will main event night one of WrestleMania. There is no other way to go about it. The bloodline is the story of WrestleMania. The bloodline falling is your story for WrestleMania. And that story, that story is garnering one of the most intriguing WrestleManias in recent times. Keyword, story. There's a story, man, and it's making people excited. What do you know? What do you know, man? Look at that, man, but that's good. It better be, man, and if it's not, man, what a waste of this fucking story. Yes, no question. No question. The only other thing I wouldn't be mad at, even though I this is my preferred outcome, is Sammy and Kevin opening night two. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be too mad at that, but this is, no, there's no, there's no other way there. You cannot convince me that, that there is, that, that there's anything else, that there's anything else that they're in a point right now where you can, like WWE is like to do it for years and say, oh, this is a multi-main event. You can actually do multiple main events now. And Sami Zayn has fucking Sami Zayn. Or, uh, this is this is the least you can do for him, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Exactly, man. Exactly. So, yeah, man. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. The only reason I say that was just to maybe have the concept of the W uh, or of the bloodline all falling in one day. But if you ask me, you do not really need that. You could just have. I think over WrestleMania is is nice enough. So exactly, exactly. a weekend. Definitely, definitely. So yes, I hope this is true because if it's not, somebody needs to get their head out of their ass and make it true because Sami Zayn deserves this. Jay Uso deserves this. Jimmy Uso deserves this. Kevin Owens deserves this. Kevin Owens has been telling this story with the bloodline since 2020. Since after the Jay Uso feud. Now, it hasn't been the whole time, you know. It's no, been. But 
you know, on and it's off, but yeah, absolutely. It's been lingering in my, uh, man, since 2020, he's told a fucking great story. And for him to be one of the guys to partake in the bloodline going down is, is going to be a pretty fucking sick moment, man. It's going to be a pretty sick moment. And, uh, these guys work too fucking hard to be put anywhere else on the fucking card, man. Exactly, man. Exactly. Guess we can give you guys the update. Oh, never mind. We have. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Yes, we can give you guys the update, man, on Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. The Wrestling Observer confirms Matt Riddle has now completed his rehab process and has served his suspension time. With WWE, he's ready to go. Uh, back exactly four weeks ago, uh, wrestling, uh, he's ready to go back exactly four weeks. What? Uh, Matt Riddle's ready to go. However, wrestling, uh, however, wrestling observer newsletter mentions that it couldn't, that they, uh, may not be using Matt Riddle until after WrestleMania 39. Yeah, I could definitely see them bringing him back as more of the NXT kind of Matt Riddle, where he's not, you know, riding around on a fucking scooter. Um, I, I think. was amazing. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I definitely think we'll get more. I definitely think we'll get more of of that Matt Riddle. So it should be nice, man. It should be nice. But um, but yeah, um, yes, I'm I'm glad he completed his rehab, man. I'm glad he successfully completed it, and uh, I hope he gets back on the right track, man. You you never like to see people go down these roads, um, where uh, it's kind of just you know addiction and and things like that 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 kind of alter their future and their, uh, their, uh, what's the white word I'm looking for? Their, uh, just kind of future with the company, if you will, man. And you never like that. You never like to see things like that dictate their career path. So it sucks. But, uh, overall, I'm, I'm very glad that he's, uh, he's successfully completed it. And it looks like we should be getting him back sometime soon. Well, man, definitely. That, that's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. And I think it's a good decision, man. To not have him back till after Mania, yeah. only because there really be nothing to do for him at Mania at this point, and might as well just save for a nice surprise and build him back up. Definitely, man. I mean, if Randy Orton was coming back tomorrow, you know, then I would maybe say you have a point. But you know, if Orton's not going to be there, then you know, it, it's okay just to keep him off and do the match yeah. some other time. Um, yeah, man. So that is the update on Matt Riddle. Another update, or almost kind of a little bit of a little bit of uh, you know shocking news, is uh, Naomi apparently is currently recovering from a shoulder injury. Damn, it, that's crazy, man. That sucks to hear. Ariane Andrew, or as. Most of you know her, other than my favorite women's wrestler of all time, Cameron. You know? Yeah. That's right. Oh, Huge did. pop for Cameron. Her former tag team partner recently appeared for a virtual signing with Golden Ring Collectibles. Okay. 
She claimed that Naomi is currently recovering from a shoulder injury. She says, and I quote, so uh, she is recovering from shoulder surgery. And, you know, I want her to answer the question for herself uh, of what's of what's next for her. I know she's recovering from shoulder surgery, but I'm super proud of her. That's my sister from another mister. And I think you have to ask. I think you have to ask her for yourself how she's feeling. See if her shoulder is feeling good because she's recovering right now. Ask her that question, said Cameron. It remains to be seen whether or not whether or not if Naomi is going to make a WWE return. Until then, we wish her a speedy recovery. Um, and uh, yeah, that's the end of it, man. So this is good. Um, this this is good, and the reason I say this is good is because she worked nonstop. I mean, Naomi. You know, Naomi. I don't really ever remember Naomi ever getting injured, so. I feel, I feel this is her going back and, and kind of just fixing things that she just never really had time to get to, um, before she ultimately does make a return. Now, you know, um, I'm glad she's recovering okay, and I, and I hope we see her back soon, man. Obviously, it sucks that she's hurt, but uh. You know, I mean, unless this is a new injury that maybe she got while she was training, which we don't know. But from as far as we know now, I'm going to take this as, uh, you know, Naomi um, kind of, you know, just fixing some some lingering injuries, man. Uh, so it's 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 definitely good to see, man. It's good to see. And, and I can't wait to see her back, man. I think wherever she goes, I think she'll be a lot more appreciated than she was before. Exactly, man. Exactly. Injury always sucks, man. But either whether it's a current one or a, a more of a past one that she's just nursing now, man. Um, good to see that she's finally getting to it and is able to get healthy again, man. And I just can't wait for her to come back and be appreciated wherever she might go. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. So. So. Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho, man, Chris Jericho had a lot to say, <laughs> um, and you know this this actually is this actually is a pretty good thing like because absolutely I absolutely I was just gonna say this I absolutely love to hear uh, you know things like this going around and Chris Jericho Chris Jericho recently spoke about WWE. As he was quoted by saying, I have zero interest in ever going back to WWE. Um, You know, I'll I'll read a little bit more before I give my opinion, man. So, during a recent interview with the Daily Star, the 52... Damn! You would have never fucking guessed, bro. That's insane. You would have never guessed. Jeez, he... Not only does he look great for 52, but fuck, he still moves, bro. That's what a god. The 52-year-old <laughs> reveals that he has no desire to go back to WWE, not out of bitterness or anger, but simply because he views AEW as being the place for him to be. He said, and I quote, "I don't see why it wouldn't be. I don't hold a torch for WWE. To me, that's not the place to be. AEW is the place to be. It really is." 
I've I've been in WWE. I know how it works. Uh, they work that way. I don't care if Vince is there, Hunter is there, whoever is there. Uh, they have a way of doing things, and I was there for 20 years, and I was pretty good at it. I like the way we do things at AEW better, so I don't know why I wouldn't want to finish my career in AEW. I never thought that I would finish my career. I I never thought I wouldn't finish my career with WWE, but things happen, and I was just like, I want to go to Japan and do this match, and it opened up a whole new world for me. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the fun side of wrestling again. Business is business, and there's always ups and downs, but I have zero interest in ever going back to the WWE. That's not out of bitterness or anger. I love Vince, I love Hunter, and all the people over there, but I just really dig AEW, and I have a stake in the game. I can't. I came. I came here right out of the gate. I was just. I was the guy besides Jim Ross. There was nobody that had really been on television on a national basis other than me. I take great pride in that. I started here. Why wouldn't? Why would I want? Uh, why would I want to walk away? There's no much more that we can do. The sense of accomplishment is massive. End quote. Hell yeah, man! Hell yeah. Um, this is uh this is great to hear because uh nowadays when you hear a lot of the uh, you know, people wanting to, you know, go back. You hear a lot of people wanting to go back to WWE, which is fine. That's their decision. It's their career. But it is very nice to hear somebody actually want to be in AEW. So it doesn't almost kind of seem like everybody is jumping off shift because ship because AEW is not a bad place to be. AEW is fucking fantastic. We just want AEW to do what every what what a majority believe is the best era of AEW and that is when they were telling stories i hate to keep bringing this up but it's the truth um yeah. you know i mean AEW you know they were at their very best bro and they they had some great fucking storytelling on their program man and this is very nice to hear uh chris jericho this is actually a little shocking to me because i could have swore that Chris would want to finish it in WWE, but to hear, to hear that, uh, to hear that he wants to finish his career, his over 30 year career in AEW, I think, I think is very, I think, I think is very, very cool for him to do. Um, and, and you love to see that, you know, not everybody is necessarily, uh, aborting the ship. Exactly, man. Exactly. It's really, really nice to hear someone in AEW, one of the top, toppest guys in AEW. He wants to be there, bro. He likes being there. He likes his job. It's sadly hard to come by these days. So it's nice, man. It's really nice. And it is shocking, man. It is shocking. But it's it's good to see, man. It breathes some genuine care into that company, man. And that's that's the shit I like to see, man. Someone who will probably rip the company they're in without any underlying fakeness. Oh man, I like whoever's booking me more. Which, in a way, obviously, you kind of do. That's how the business works. But it gets to a point where, I, you know, there was always those rumors of more of those WWE guys, you know, being a little 
annoying to work with in AEW, man. And it's good to see that the original one is well, probably one of the ones I care the most, man. That's good to hear. No question, dude. No question. Yeah, it's 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 really uh, it is it is very very nice to hear, man. And uh, you know, Chris, um, he, um, you know. I also think he knows that, you know, there there probably isn't really a spot for him in WWE. And I would also I would also like to see this from from other people too. Uh and one guy that comes to mind, I would really like to see him finish his career in AEW because I think the place was built around him. Uh I think in the long run. I mean, Jericho was the, the you know, the start of the company. Yeah. But I think the guy overall that Tony Khan really wanted to build everything around was John Moxley. And oh, yeah. also I'm, I'm going to say this right now. Uh, I, I, I got to bring up these points cause they, they mean something to me. I never, and I mean this wholeheartedly never want to see the three shield members in a fucking ring ever again. I want yeah. them to leave it at the good storybook ending they left it at where they were all in the ring after WrestleMania 35 and they all said goodbye to Dean Ambrose as he as he like he said in that one interview he walked into this casino and 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 then he he turned his chips he cashed his chips in and he left That's which right. is funny because then he ended up debuting at double or nothing so he That's fucking so walked right he walked his ass right back into the fucking to a different casino and he started playing there so I never. Oh, the the next time I want to see sh the Shield together, I want to be like thirty five years old, oh, sitting in my living room with a fucking tear in my eye, watching these three get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. That's it. I think that could exactly, actually man. make for a Hall of Fame moment that is actually uh, very heartwarming. Um, Definitely. Yes, I. I Oh God, I want to see. I really, I really don't want to see John Moxley. I really don't want to see John Moxley. Uh, you know, well, not that I wouldn't maybe want to see Seth in AEW. Um, but you know, the the three of them together, WWE beat the dead horse, bro. I I don't want to see it, man. I just genuinely don't. Definitely, man. Definitely. And another thing that made me laugh about this story with Jericho, man. That motherfucker does not like Hunter. That man does not like Mr. Paul. Yeah. Those two, those egos, man. Oh, yes. man. They do not like each other, man. It's kind of fucking hilarious. Yeah, you know, it's like Jericho says it all the times. Like, he says they used to hate each other, but they're friends now. I feel like, I feel like, you know, they're, I feel like they, they're, like, okay with each other. But mm. it comes to a point where, like, they're both very stiff and kind of, like, moving room they give each other you know like yeah like i like i feel like i feel like i feel like those two can piss each other off so easily and i feel like it a lot of the time it's very petty things like triple h wouldn't let chris jericho have the nxt guys for one of his cruises like why what and, I know. and that's crazy how that kind of started yep him in AEW and him help making that's crazy that this all a, stems way, back to Triple H. I was going to say, in a way, Triple H created his own enemy. He inadvertently created his own, his, the thing that that destroyed his baby, NXT. He, yeah. in a way, created it. 
Goddamn. Ain't karma a bitch. Should have just let him on the cruise. <laughs> Seriously, bro. Honestly. <laughs> Dude, honestly, though, because, you know, Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho, you know he has his finger on the pulse of professional wrestling, and you know he wanted NXT on that cruise because NXT was the hottest brand at the mm. time, and you know he wanted to get his ass down there and, and chop it up with some of those guys, and man, he, oh man. <laughs> when he couldn't, he was like, oh, what's the other hottest thing in the business? Ring oh, of Honor. These- guides and ring of honor and shit mm-hmm. let me do that instead <laughs> yeah he really, if he really <laughs> wanted to probably went to vince and got a bunch of jobbers on that cruise if he wanted to you know uh-huh. what i mean but no he went to where it was hot man and look how it is now now they sometimes film dynamite on i wish they filmed dynamite on that cruise again dude i, I missed that fucking episode bro that was so awesome that shit was awesome Yes, that was, it was really nice, man. It was really nice. Um, yeah, I, I know they had to do that one taped. I'm not really sure how, but if there was a way you can do it live on the cruise, I I think that would be fucking tremendous. I don't know if that's possible, but, um, but it would be cool nonetheless. Perfect. Yes, it probably costs out the ass. That's probably why they didn't do it. It's probably a bitch, you know. The Wi-Fi on a cruise probably ain't the fucking best, yeah. let alone producing live television from one. Yep, definitely. All right, man. Speaking of more people, speaking of more people, uh, and WWE, their stance on WWE, more AEW people to be specific. Kenny Omega apparently is open-minded about a move to WWE. Speaking on PW Torch, uh, speaking on a PW Torch audio show, Wade Keller provided an update on WWE's stance on signing Omega about how he is open-minded about a potential move to the WWE. He says, "I haven't independently verified rumors of WWE being interested in Omega. I have confirmed they're aware Omega's open-mindedness to come to WWE." That's what I've been told that he's open-minded about uh he's open-minded to landing in WWE uh to landing in WWE before his career is over. The attitude is not I love AEW, I'm going to stay here forever. That is uh that is not apparently the belief within WWE. They don't believe that they don't believe that's Kenny Omega's mindset at this point. <sighs> It's gonna be worrying, but the fact that it comes from WWE, you know, is a little, little suspect. Definitely, it's obviously, bad. you know, obviously they're they're going to think the best. Obviously, they're going to to mm. think the best, and the, and they're going to think, uh, you know, they're gonna think positively about their chances of landing him because they do want to land him, but. Mm-hmm. The thing with Omega, and and I feel this with with the Bucks, and I and I feel this with Cody as well. Cody Rhodes was the one. Like, remember when the Elite first like kind of got into like a fight, uh, and we kind of heard about them fighting. Do you remember the stories of Cody Rhodes was the only one going to like backstage meetings, um, yeah. and stuff like that. 
I feel, you know, if Cody Rhodes was sick of being in management and he was the one participating in the meetings, how do you think the guys feel that are that quickly were like, yeah, we're not fucking doing this shit? That's the only thing that's a little worrying for me is I feel like if Cody was the guy and Cody was always the guy flaunting it around, I'm, ma- I'm management, you know, he was always yeah. the the guy, you know, playing Mr. Manager. If he got tired of being talent and management, it's a little worrisome how Kenny and the Bucks feel too. Are they over it? Uh, but then again, that doesn't necessarily have to mean they leave AEW. That could mean their next contract strips the EVP title away and makes them just talent. Exactly, which I think it should. To be honest, I really think it should. Yeah. Not only do you not really need EVPs at this point, but, like, it's too much stress on them, obviously. Fucking Cody left for that reason. Um, just, just cut it, man. They don't need to be EVPs. Just make them just... Make them what they want to be, just wrestlers, man. And if you're Kenny Omega, you just want to wrestle every week. You don't even want to tell stories. Hey, man. If that's what Kenny Omega wants to do, man, there's a great spot for him on main event, man. You know, there's always, you know, there's no promos on there. It's just matches, you know. So. One of the worst parts about that, too. I'm hearing on those ROH tapings, they got some stories. Oh, fuck, please. Doug, how are you fucking putting on stories on ROH television, but not your main television, AEW? Yeah, man, from what I'm hearing, bro, Wheeler Yuta sounds like a fucking killer on there. I swear to God, one thing I heard about ROH this is we- that is kind of weird is it has no set time that it plays. So it's not for a guaranteed hour or an hour and a half or nothing. It's just whatever that week happens to be. So mm-hmm. if that week is like 40, yeah. So there's no like set time that it is. So mm-hmm. it could either be a 45 minute episode or an hour and a half minute episode any given day of the week of, you know, said week. It's that sounds very, very negative to me about that show. Well, well, Maybe it's a it's a thing of Tony Khan saying like, if I don't have the amount of content, I'm not gonna over push it just to get yeah. bullshit on the screen. So if it is very story driven, I will actually appreciate that. But if it ends up just being a bunch of nothingness, and then it's just oh, this week we'll do this, uh, we'll do an hour and a half, and then next week we'll do 45 minutes, even though it's just a bunch of matches and a bunch of backstage promos. Um. <coughs> You know, then that'll be a little, then that'll be a little bleh. But, um, you know, I mean, if it's very story driven and they don't want to force anything, that could be a good thing. Because then I feel like that could limit the amount of bullshit we see uh, or the amount of just nothing, nothing matches and, and nothing segments on the show, which could be good. But generally speaking, that is just a little weird. It's weird. I mean,. You think an hour would be like a good standard? Oh, I mean, it's great, yeah. Can't do much. It's not hard to fill up an hour. <laughs> oh yeah, so it's a little weird, but I kind of get what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, in a weird way, but on the on the surface, that just sounds really weird. 
You never, never, you never hear about any wrestling promotions doing that. I mean, sometimes, you know, Triple H would, sometimes Triple H would maybe go a little over, but he never went under, hardly went under. You couldn't even really go under, you know what I mean? Even though it was not on a TV network, it was still scheduled for that hour. Right. So they would do something that would bring it to an hour, even if it was little things like make entrances a little longer or something. Mm -hmm. But it, it's a little oh, Triple H, man, the master at making entrances breathe. Ugh, I miss it. Oh, rampage, hmm? dude. Fucking the guys are in the Ramp ring doing their fucking pose, and the other people and the other people's music hits half the time. Oh, dude, like, dude, why are you so quick with it? Like, let things breathe, please. Just, just setting that shit off, bro. Just next, next, next. Fucking Aussie Open are in the fucking ring doing their pose and the fucking Young Bucks music hits. Like, what the fuck? You're still shooting Aussie Open's entrance. Like, why don't you stop the music, you know, let the crowd react, let the crowd settle, and then hit the Young Bucks music. Not saying you have to wait 30 seconds, but give it, like, a nice five seconds. You know, yeah. cut the music, give it a nice five seconds, go into it. Like, what the hell, man? They're just fucking, no transition either. They just hit the other people's music. And then one match will finish, and as that person is walking to the back, another entrance music hits, and dude walks right past them for the next match. Like, damn. Like, oh, fuck, bro. Just save the shit for next week, then. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Um... Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't doesn't make any sense to me, man. It doesn't make any sense. But uh yeah, that's really weird. That's it's really weird. Man. Do I miss those days? God. Do I miss those days, bro, where you would just load up the WWE network and at seven o'clock to eight o'clock you would just watch a new episode of NXT, man, and then oh my god. What a time. Man. I miss that shit. Seriously, bro. If you, if you don't love NXT, I seriously fucking question your love for professional wrestling. That was a time, dude. Jesus, oh, I man. Love, I just love NXT 2. No. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 2.0. Um, oh, God. God, I miss those. I miss those days of NXT on the network, man. God. All right, man, more Kenny Omega. Well, speaking on Kenny Omega a little bit more, um, yeah, man, I mean, he, um, I mean, in a sense, you know, it, it worries me on how they feel about being management, but then are problems going to arise when Kenny wants something and Tony Khan pulls the, well, I don't necessarily have to give it to you because you you aren't management anymore. Or maybe I don't have to listen to you on the same degree that uh, that I did. So uh, I don't have to listen to your opinions like I used to. Is that stuff going to kind of play a factor as well? That 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 makes me a little worrisome. I, I can't lie. Uh, I don't know. I, can I see him going to WWE? Yes. I, um, I know he was always the guy that was said, you know, he wants to be you know, one of the guys, one of the greatest wrestlers to never go to WWE. And I would like him to keep that. I would like him to keep that. Um, but at this point, I, I couldn't tell you, bro. I couldn't tell you. I mean, we're in such uncharted territories, man. However, though, I will say 
I think a lot of these guys, and this is where I really feel bad for FTR. I think a lot of these guys are, um, I, I think a lot of these guys need to wait till WWE sells first or else they could be making, you could be, you could be making a really good decision or you could be making probably the Rent. worst decision in your professional, in your professional career. So it's tough, dude. Especially with the other news of that WWE sale of who backed out of that sale already. Com- Did you Com- get that? Comcast or was it somebody else? Oh no, I sent it to you um today or, or yesterday. Um the UFC parent company dropped out. We were just Endeavor? Yeah. They dropped <laughs> out of it. Damn. They dropped they 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 said they're they have no interest in buying WWE. Wow. So one of their biggest buyers. They were, again, we just read um, about Endeavor. Mm-hmm. They already dropped out, man, so like we said Every fucking story that comes out about this WWE sale points to Saudi. Come on, dog. That ain't a good sign, bruh. Signs like that or why you wait to sign with that fucking company. Definitely. Eddie Kingston said in a video from AEW that he's stepping down from the company. Yeah, I just, I saw that, and it made me realize he had, you know, he's doing a lot of things he's on, on that ROH. ROH, t- so yeah. Probably the, how he goes to ROH, because technically, what happened on ROH TV didn't happen yet per kayfabe, so. Right. I, th- I think they're just setting that up for him to go to ROH. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, d- definitely, uh. Definitely getting some eyes on, um, definitely getting some eyes on, uh, ROH a little bit. Um, did we, I don't, did we not? We just talked about them being, being in the running. Um, but I don't think we talked about them dropping out. Yes, because yesterday, yes, because they were one of the main people along that were alongside Saudi Arabia for the front runners to buy. Um, and I got that fucking notification, I think, from Ringside. It was either yesterday or the day before. So they wow. that just happened within this week is that they dropped out of the buyer field. They said they're not interested. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm seeing it here. I'm seeing yeah, it here. Yeah, Kingston was supposed to be in that ladder match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, not cool, but, like, I mean... I get what they're doing. Bro, don't give a them. fuck about this. <laughs> <laughs> they said, all right, Eddie, go wrestle this ladder match. He said, what's the story? There is none. Ah, fuck. Hey, bro. Oh, shit. We're going to start walking the other direction as his music hit. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah. WWE. Um, yeah, this was this was what the CEO of Endeavor had to say. He says, as it relates to WWE, it's an unbelievable product. Vince Vince is an unbelievable. Uh, he's created a great business. Uh, we've had a longstanding relationship with them over two decades. We're doing as indicated on. Uh, we're doing as I indicated the on location business with them. The Endeavor streaming with them. Uh, you know, his business is really valuable and we're not going to do anything as it relates to changing our leverage position right now. 
So yeah, he's they're out. Man, Triple H, bro. God damn. Who the? Because who are they only talking to? Fucking Vince. Yep. God damn. Which, if that's the case, I wonder if Vince McMahon is telling people that he is going to stay in the company, and that is why these people are dropping out because they probably want no part of it. Probably, man. Probably, it ain't looking good, bro. It ain't no. looking good. That's why we are saying, if wait until that company is sold to make a decision on where the fuck you're going, bro. Because if it is sold and Triple H is in charge, go there. It could be. It could be great. If not. Fucking avoid that shit like the goddamn plague. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Yeah, man. So, Kenny Omega. More news on Kenny, man. Kenny Omega opens up about the backstage altercation at All Out between the Elite and CM Punk. Kenny Omega, man. Look at this, man. A little bit of storytelling for Kenny Omega. How about it? <laughs> Man, Kenny. Sadly, it's some real beef story, but it's a story. Man, Kenny Omega, bro. I think this is the first story he's told all year. Damn. Wow. All right, Kenny. (laughs) Look at you, Kenny. I thought you didn't want to. Shit. Now speaking with Renee Paquette on the sessions, Kenny Omega has discussed the brawl-out altercation, stating that the general public will likely never learn the finer details of the event. He says, and I quote, It's a shame the general public are never going to know what went down, how it could have been prevented, and how it could have ended differently. That's how things go in a business operation. I do not think anyone is happy or proud that it happened or anything like that. I think across the board, everyone thinks it was a terrible situation that was unnecessary. Many of the, uh, end quote, many of the AEW roster would have heard about the controversy at the same time as it swept through the media. This may have affected the morale across the company, but Kenny Omega was keen to suggest that the atmosphere backstage is much improved when Renee asked him whether it had cleared up. He said, yeah. Uh, he said, and I quote, yeah, I really do. I feel the atmosphere has cleared up. There was a time, and I can understand the confusion. The confusion. It's sort of like, hey, we know this thing happened. We heard this thing happened all over the dirt sheets. Why don't we know what happened? And we're, uh, and we're gone, and we're kind of sworn to secrecy. We can't say anything legally. Uh, so that was the poopy part, where it was like, what the fuck kind of storytelling is this, Kenny Omega? Uh, yeah, where, 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 where it was, oh, he's never going to fucking live this down. Where it was like, well, uh, why don't, why doesn't anyone tell us what's happening? And then you're forced to form your own opinions, end quote. He would later go on to explain how gr- how uh, how he felt grateful that no one was seriously injured coming directly out of the brawl. He claimed that he and the Young Bucks had moved on with their lives and are sincerely hoping that everybody else involved in what happened is doing well now. He says, and I quote, What's important was no one was seriously injured emerging from that, and I'm so thankful for that. We moved on with life. I'm completely fine with it. It does not indicate... What do I say? I'm sure the Bucks are in the same 
I'm sure the Bucks are in the same boat. I can't really speak to the other parties. Hopefully they're doing well, and I mean that, end quote. Well, Kenny, I think he, well, I think he took, you know, the first story all year, you know, it was okay, you know, I mean, it wasn't nothing crazy, but, you know, he did all right, man, he did all right, he told, he told a more intriguing story than he has on AEW television all year, um, but, and it's true, it is just funny to me how quickly Everything was sealed off and legally everybody was sworn to secrecy so quick. It almost, it, it, it makes me, it makes me wonder that maybe there was a little bit of uh image saving that was going on there. Yeah. I think with everybody, man, it was just a scramble to make sure everyone didn't, there was I don't think they they wanted to have a, a, a scapegoat. And I think in a way they knew everybody played a part. Even Tony Khan in the fucking fight happening, and it's all like, yeah, this is not one person's fault. It's all of ours. We're glad it's over. And, that, and I'm glad that that it's that that's the overall the conclusion about brawl out that it's fucking over, and everyone just wants to fucking move on. And I think that's good to hear. Definitely, and you, and you know, you like to hear Kenny talking about, um, you know, you like to hear Kenny talking about uh, CM Punk and and wishing them uh, and and Ace the best. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's good to hear, and it's a step in the right direction, man. Um, and and I'm more than more than anything, I'm just glad he told the story, man. That's you know, that's my thing. Um, that's my thing, man. That was uh, that was uh, that was definitely good to hear, though, man. That, that was definitely good to hear. Um, yeah. yeah right. But it's 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 crazy how fast it's crazy how fast uh things. They were able to, uh, shit. Yep. Yep. Whether it was whether it was Punk who initiated the legal action, whether it was AEW themselves, or whether it was the Elite. I mean, there was some serious image saving going on there. Mm-hmm. And like we always said, um, uh, and like I, I still think, I believe, at least from the stories, whether they were true or not, from what we know that happened, uh, the stories that we were getting back at the time, it seemed like Punk initiated the legal action. And I feel mm-hmm. like it was uh, because he knows that he probably sucker punched matt jackson in the face <laughs> yeah even though the overall argument is everybody's fault yeah i think the legit fight itself if, if you ask me i think cm punk kind of started it and his little group there i think they started the physical fight <laughs> he definitely and... he definitely i think he started the physical fight and i think he started the fight i, I mean we all seen it we all seen it, man. I mean, uh, that media scrum started the fight hands down. Had he went on there and just, you know, cut a cut a good promo on MJF, you know, did his thing, you know, answered questions. Yeah, none of this would have ever fucking happened if you ask me. Um, but he said what he said, and you know, if I was the elite, I'd go knocking on his fucking door too. Especially if you were sitting up there talking about if anybody's got a problem with me, come talk to me. And, and they did. 
They you sucker punched one of them. They yeah. <laughs> so I mean, although in my personal opinion, from what from what we have known about this incident, we could be all wrong, or I could be all wrong. My Definitely. personal opinion, CM Punk did you know kind of fucking started, but I mean, at the end of the day, who fucking cares, man? It's over with. It's over. Everybody's got to yep. let it go. But I would still love to have seen that night. I would do the things I would do to be there that night to witness that. I would do a man I would do so many things. Cody Ariel Hawani asked Cody Rhodes about it and Cody yeah. said he he was having a fun time making fun of one of his students that had to pull it apart. <laughs> I guess he always I guess he always like teases him about it. <laughs> I'm like, damn Damn, yeah. He's a ha ha. He had to fucking stop all those guys from wolfing each other's ass. I wonder what student that is. Who is left at that fucking show? I don't know, man. The night, the nightmare factory, man. God, Getting trained probably was QT like QT. Uh, I was gonna say it probably was like QT or something. Well, I think it, it was one of his students that, uh, you know, one of his trainees that uh, went to the show. So it's probably some uh, dude we don't even know. Random. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's crazy. That's some like probably just random new guy has <laughs> all the information about that night. We need whoever it is. We're willing to let Whoever. you come on here with an anonymous voice and share to the world your story. What happened, what happened that night? Kill to hear that, man. I need to hear it, man. So whoever this anonymous person is, we'll put you up here with a black screen. We'll give you the fucking, we'll give you the, the, we'll give you the, uh, fucking silhouette guy. Yeah. Yep. We'll give you the, uh, the T-bar voice. You know, we'll do the whole nine yards, man. Nobody will ever know who you are. Um, fucking Riddler voice. Hey, are willing to hear from (laughs) you, man. Um, Yes, but I'm glad everybody's everybody's kind of, you know, not really wearing it as a badge of honor and everybody's kind of, you know, moving past it and everybody wants to move past it. And Dax Harwood said on his podcast and he he made it he he made it a, a mention to say uh CM Punk still wants to be involved in wrestling and then he you know said, you know, I I I want to make that a point um cm punk would love to be involved in wrestling he was at new japan who works heavily with new japan bro you know cm punk wants to be there for forbidden door too you know he wants that match with the ace um i don't know man i think it's gonna happen and i think they i think AEW has got a really good chance at landing ftr if they if if uh punk is allowed exactly man exactly Definitely, man. So, speaking of people definitely leaving AEW, Vicky Guerrero. Damn. No. No. Vicky Guerrero is set to leave AEW per Fightful Select. Guerrero has been with AEW since late 2019, has managed Andrade, Nyla Rose, and Marina Shafir during her time with the company. It was noted that Guerrero and AEW have agreed not to renew her contract, which expires in July. Man, I missed the problem, Marina Shafir. Oh, God. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, um, I mean, if neither party wanted to be there, it's good that they aren't forcing anything between, you know, her staying or nothing, man. So it's good to hear that they mutually agreed to 
you know, not renew a contract, man. Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. It's, it's, it's very good. It's very good that, uh, people are leaving. Um, you know, I would preferably like it to be talent, but, um, you know, if Vicky doesn't want to be there, Vicky doesn't have to be there, man. And that's, you know, she's, um, she's, I'm sure she's a great hand to, uh, have backstage. You know what I mean? Um, you know, not really going to say too much about her run on television. Cause it was, you know, not really that. And it was nothing crazy, but, um, Nonetheless, I'm sure she was a great hand to have backstage, and I'm sure she is going to be missed in AEW, and hey, if she doesn't want to be there, there's no point in, in keeping, <laughs> there's no point in keeping her, uh, in keeping her around, and that's just, that's just how it is, man. Yeah. Definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, man, um... Moving on here, Sonia Deville, Glock Deville, (laughs) TMZ confirms Sonia Deville was arrested in New Jersey on February 19th, damn, oh damn, that was a minute ago, oh wow. Sonya Deville was arrested in New Jersey on February 19th for possessing a firearm in her vehicle without a permit for it in said state. The permit was valid for Florida, not New Jersey. Sonya Deville was a victim of a horrific home invasion in 2020. Uh, they, uh, they can confirm that WWE is not upset with Sonya over the situation and there are negative, reper- uh, there are negative repercussions for her. Is not upset. That makes absolutely no sense. They confirm that WWE is not upset with Sonya over the situation, and there are negative repercussions for her within the company. I mean, I kind of get it. Even though they, you know, they aren't upset, they still, in a way, got to punish her. You know, mm. she technically. Did okay, I see what you're saying. I see yeah, what you're saying. So, <laughs> like, hey, we're not mad at you, but we do kind of have to punish you for what you did. You know yeah. what I mean? It's one of those things. I mean, I don't like okay. like Logan said in the chat. I don't blame her at all. I don't oh, know the shit no. she's been through. I'd be strapped up too, man. Um, and it's just like a state to state thing. That kind of shit happens all the time, man. I mean, that cell must be going crazy, man. You got Dom, Jeff, and now Sonya and that shit. It's just a party. Whew. Who's next, man? Who's next? I but, know, um, man. The all prison uh, lineup, man. Sort of God, all prison faction, man. Dude, but um. Shit, what was I gonna say? Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, I I don't blame her at all, man. And that that's just little legal stuff in all reality. Definitely, man. Definitely. I mean, it, you know, it sucks. It sucks that her uh, her permit was not valid in the state of New Jersey. I'm sure she had no idea. Um, yeah. I'm sure she had no idea. It was kind of just. It was kind of probably a thing where she, she was just taking it with her without even realizing it and then oh shit i get caught up in new jersey with a gun that's not uh you know with you know a firearm that's not you know permitted in this state and it's kind of you know just uh, just a big you know legality problem i guess man but um i'm glad you know i'm glad i'm glad the company's not mad at her there's absolutely no way you could be mad at, at sonia deville for 
you know, wanting to conceal and carry when, I mean, if I was her, I'd fucking keep, I'd fucking keep the Glock on my hip too. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I absolutely not. Um, absolutely not. Especially with what happened to her. So yeah, I'd, I'd be, you know, I'd be worried as hell too, man. Um, yeah, so Sonya Deville was arrested, man, and you know the uh, the roster, the roster just keeps getting uh, bigger and bigger, man, and you know there's no stopping it. It seems, honestly, honestly. Um, all right, man. So we got the last three stories before we get to the revolution predictions, bro. Are all in, uh, in tune with WrestleMania? We got we got some original planned ideas. Mm-hmm. Oh my lord! Some of these sound horrible. Some of these we knew about, and some of these sound horrible. Um, Sean Sap behind Fightful's paywall. Sean Sap behind Fightful's paywall reported. That plans changed for Ronda Rousey. Uh, change uh, plans changed when Ronda Rousey took some time from WWE television. That resulted in Charlotte Flair's last-minute title win. He says, and I quote: "Ronda Rousey versus Rhea Ripley." For WrestleMania, dating back to November, <laughs> dating back to November, the creative plans for the Royal Rumble winner were effectively set. Rhea Ripley was set to win and challenge the SmackDown Women's Champion. At the time, it looked like that would be Ronda Rousey, who was slated to hold the SmackDown cha- Women's Championship until April, obviously WrestleMania, when Rousey took some time off and Charlotte won the uh, uh, Charlotte won the SmackDown Women's Championship. It was a last-minute champion. It was a championship. Ugh. She won the championship as a last-minute creative decision. Creative plans were changed then. End quote. Holy Fucking fuck! God, holy shit! Ooh. That sounded ass, man. Um. I'm glad she she dipped out and took a little fucking vacation, man, because Ray Ripley versus Rondo would have been fucking god fucking awful, man. Say, can't believe I'm saying this, bro. Thank God Charlotte came back. Good yes. lord. No god. doubt. It also seems this isn't this isn't in the news either, but it just kind of seems like it's the way they're going. It also seems. Uh, that Ronda Rousey's WrestleMania plans have been altered again because it was reported last week or the week before that that her and Shayna Baszler were going to be going for the uh were going to be going for the the uh the SmackDown tag team or the SmackDown tag team championships they're gonna face the fucking Usos. The women's tag team championships. Um and it looks like that's changed too now, man. So I don't know what the hell is going to happen with Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Don't really care too much either. No, exactly. Thank. Uh, I don't know if it's Triple H that don't like her ass. I don't know who it is. Maybe he's still mad she got that win over from that mania. Girl got some <laughs> beef. I don't know what it is, man. But thank God. Deuced is Ronda Rousey, man. I don't want to see you no more. Definitely. 
Definitely, man. I mean, you know, Triple H, you know, was on, you know, it's been reported that Triple H feels that some talent ever since he's taken over creative has just massively um, underperformed. And Mm -hmm. I can easily see. Uh I can easily see Ronda in that boat, man. The last time he was really around, like on the weekly, was around that time of that match. And she was great during that time. Mm-hmm. And he's back. He returns back in power. And she's fucking, she's producing dog shit every week. Yeah. So he's like, damn, this chick sucks. Definitely, dude. Definitely. So another story, man. Another story. WrestleMania plans for John Cena. The original plans for John Cena. Sean Sapp. Sean Sapp reported behind Fightful's paywall that several plans have changed for WWE since the fall, specifically late November to early December. It was noted by a couple of outlets that plans shifted. The report continued to shed some light on the canceled John Cena versus Logan Paul match that was penciled in at WrestleMania at one time. This match was penciled in, but then things changed pretty quickly. Logan Paul versus John Cena at WrestleMania. Things changed quickly for this one. Heading into Survivor Series, the internal working plan was for Logan Paul to take on John Cena. However, a month later, WWE was pulling Austin Theory from a Toronto live event to secretly film a segment with Cena. Um, What's up? Oh, go ahead. Um, uh, Uh... However, a month later, WWE was pulling Austin Theory from a Toronto live event to secretly film a segment with John Cena at the December 30th WWE SmackDown tapings in Tampa. And quote, Logan Paul is set to face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 39, and John Cena will return to take on Austin Theory, as we can only assume that the United States title will be in play for that Cena versus Theory match. Man, um, I'm not too big into them using that U.S. title in that feud. I like it a whole lot better than Cena and fucking Logan Paul, man. Thank God. Yes, Logan. You have Logan Paul wrestle your people that are kind of like uh, your big kind of, you know, like the Miz, you know. He's kind of like yeah, those Hollywood people. Yeah. Although Cena is Hollywood, when it comes to WWE TV, he's far from fucking Hollywood, man. He's still yeah. the, he's still John Cena yep. at his fucking core every anytime he fucking comes back. So don't love him in that circle, you know, Mister WWE. But um, I'm glad they didn't go that route. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm very glad they didn't go that route. Obviously, that means that uh, poor Seth had to take the. Uh, Poor Seth had to take that one on the chin. Uh, but, man. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, John, you know, Logan Paul, you Logan Paul, you have faced the kind of people that are a bit of lesser names. You know what I mean? They're big names, but they're just not maybe on the same level. It's like a Cena, like The Miz. You know what I mean? The yeah. Miz, 
you know, maybe you do like a Logan Paul versus like a Randy Orton, you know, I mean, you maybe put him in, in some of those matches as like, you know, kind of nothing matches, you know, you put him, you put him against your bigger names that maybe don't really have anything to do at the moment, you know, um, that that's kind of the people, at least I envision putting Logan Paul against. I also imagine putting Logan Paul against, you know, kind of just people that maybe you want to get some some light onto because you know you know Logan has a huge name, so mm-hmm. you put him against people that maybe you want to like Logan Paul versus Ricochet would have been great this year for WrestleMania. Logan Paul yeah. versus Montez Ford would be pretty cool. Um, stuff like that, man. Um. You know, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and on occasion you can put him against the the bigger name, but uh, you know, the bigger name that has nothing to do. But typically, man, you know, I, I would, you know, I would, I I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really use those spots uh, for for Logan Paul. But I mean, he is good, man. He is good. I do like Logan Paul a lot. I think he's very good and. You know the match with Seth is gonna be good, but I, I a match with John Cena, man, wasn't wasn't uh wasn't up my alley, man. It, it really wasn't. No, not at all, man. I'm glad the route they went overall. <sighs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Austin Theory Austin Theory has been on record as to being a huge John Cena fan. It only makes sense, dude. It only makes yeah. sense to do that match. Um I think they could tell I think they tell a really good story in the next month and I think it could be really, really nice. Um don't like that it's for the US title, but you know, I mean if Triple H wants to limit the amount of uh you know, matches, I guess you know, that isn't the worst idea. Plus John Cena going for the U.S. title is going to shed a lot of positive light on the U.S. title. I will say that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I will say that. Um, uh, as for our final stories before we get on to the revolution predictions. Oh, my God. Fightful Select confirms Brock Lesnar himself approved the fight with Omos at WrestleMania 39. Brock Lesnar was also offered a fight against Bray Wyatt at that event. And it was Brock Lesnar himself who turned down the idea. I mean, what the fuck, man? First of all, why is why is why your other option for Rocker? I don't know why you don't give him something a little more agile, a little more in terms of in ring wise, more of an interesting opponent for Brock Lesnar. But dog, damn, that hits. Dude, Bray Wyatt and Brock Lesnar have a history. They actually have a history. They were supposed to face at WrestleMania 32. And honestly, you know, with Bray Wyatt and and Brock Lesnar, 
and it's the same thing with Bray Wyatt and Bobby Lashley. There is certain aspects about it that don't sound too bad, like these guys adding a bit more of a like a realistic feel to Bray Wyatt, adding more of a, a realistic feel to Bray Wyatt. But as we talked on Monday, we could probably make a whole fucking flipping the script episode on 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 Bray Wyatt and and why he should go back to being. I mean, you had a great conversation Monday after unscripted about about how much we miss grounded Bray. That could probably be a fucking whole two hour episode in itself. But God, these guys, these guys, um, you know, these guys. Maybe could add a little bit of realism, a little bit of more grounded nature to Bray Wyatt, but the way WWE's going, man, it looks like they're just dipping into the funhouse bag. I don't know if that was Wyatt's plan all along to, you know, bring back the Firefly Funhouse characters and bring them to life, but I don't know, man. I don't something something needs to change, man. Something needs to change here. I swear to God, man, they can't like with his direction. Yeah, because their direction ain't fucking it, man. It's so bad to where even Brock was like, "Nah, I'm good." That ain't it. <laughs> he really said, "Nah, nah that's that ain't it." it. <laughs> <laughs> Over you, you need to change some fucking shit, dog. Come on. Yes, no question, dude. Brock, bro, why, why on earth would? <laughs> Why on earth would you fucking do that, bro? Why? Why on earth, man? Uh, I feel like it could have... And, you know, I say that in saying maybe it could have added a cool element to Bray, but at the end of the day, he probably would have just been clowning around doing funhouse segments with Brock um, mm-hmm. at this point and because... Is being oh, it would... Oh, it would have been at least with Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley looks great right now. I, I I can say that Bobby Lashley looks like a bad motherfucker right now. That's a positive out of this. It's just, and I hate saying this, but Wyatt is kind of killing the vibe here a little bit, man. I mean, he's 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 clowning around. I love Bray Wyatt, so you guys know this coming from me and coming from Sirkay especially. No disrespect to the man, just nothing but constructive criticism. Uh, you oh, guys yeah. know how much we love Bray. We're not going to be those kind of fans that uh, that's true as well. Shit. That's true as well. I could see Brock wanting to win this year at Mania because exactly. Brock hasn't been getting not that he hasn't been getting wins at Mania. He hasn't been getting wins in general over this Triple H era. He's been a massive loser, so he probably just wants to win a match for once in his he, life. He beat Bobby by a roll up, I believe, at, at Crown Jewel, but. We're, you know, we're not these kind of fans that that are going to sit there and say, man, we we miss Bray. He shouldn't have got fired. He's a creative genius. And now that he's back, now everybody fucking hates him again. And they and he's the worst thing ever. And they want to see him go away. Talking. Can you say fickle any louder? Um, However, my constructive criticism being a realist, you know, uh, I'm going to keep it real. Bray Wyatt ain't been it. Bray Wyatt ain't been it lately, man. I don't know what the fuck is going on with him. His feud with L.A. Knight, L.A. Knight came off as the star. That's just that. That's just how it is. And, you know, again, no disrespect to Bray. We love Bray here. But, man, I mean, what is the direction here, dude? 
What is the direct? It's a little too fucking, it's a little too all over the place, man. And, you know, I use that term loosely. It is very all over the place, man. I mean, geez. All over the place, too theatrical. Yep. It's it's not been it, man. Shit needs to change. Yes, absolutely. Could you imagine cult leader Bray having fucking Abigail's silhouette hanging around him 24-7? Like, you know, we're seeing Uncle Howdy a little too much. so annoying. Yes, we're seeing Uncle Howdy too much. It's going to be Bo Dallas. I want to see Bo Dallas. I don't want to see any of this bullshit. I don't want to see... Who is this guy? It's Bo Dallas. And I don't want Bo Dallas to play a character called Uncle Howdy. I want him to be Bo Dallas. Exactly. That's what I fucking wanted this group to be. His family. Shit like that, man. Definitely, definitely, and I mean, I don't know, man, I don't know, gone are the days of uh, the fucking original Wyatt family, man. Huh. I miss it, man, I miss that shit. What a I'll time. That again. Seriously, seriously, man. Yes. Uh... I don't want to see Bo Dallas. I do not want to. I swear to God, if Eric Young is a part of this fucking Wyatt Six, I'm going to lose my marbles, dude. Lose my bro. Then we got to see fucking Bo Dallas as fucking Uncle Howdy for some fucking reason. I want to see these people be introduced as these characters, but I don't want to see them continuously dress up as these characters, if that makes any sense. I'm tired of the big, thick fucking costumes and shit. Just let these people be who they are with a little cool, creepy twist. That's all you gotta do. That's what Wyatt was. He was just a southern cult leader with a little creepy twist. Yep. Embrace that, bro. Embrace that shit. Definitely. Definitely. And under Triple H, we seen what Bray Wyatt was in NXT as the cult leader. It was not as you know, supernatural as Vince ended up making it be. He was just like some preaching ass Southern dude who made people like him, but on the inside it was a cult and that's cult 101. You know what I mean? Those guys, you know, those guys, you know, they, they don't know. They aren't assholes. They're actually very nice. It's when you get on the inside it is when they see dark side. Yes. That, and it was beautiful. He was in NXT fucking preaching. He had the crowd doing this shit, singing. You know, I mean, dude, man, so good. What is the direction? Although I although I question why Brock chose Omo over Wyatt, you know, other than getting a win at Mania, you know, I can't really blame him. Um I think Bobby I think Bobby Lashley adds a little more serious, at least a little more serious than Brock Lesnar would cuz I love Brock. I lo- I even love Cowboy Brock, but little too jokey for me, man. He's a little too yeah. fucking he's a little too uh happy go lucky nowadays. Oh, 100%, man. Yeah. 100%. Definitely. And you know, I like Cowboy Brock, but just too much. Too much, man. Just too much jokiness. Mm-hmm. And the last story before we get to these predictions, Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer Radio, uh, on the Wrestling Observer Radio, oh, my bad, this, sorry, that was an old story, whoops, (laughs) 
Okay, my bad. I was going to say, I thought this was from Russell Votes. Okay, Russell Votes reports that the idea for Brock Lesnar versus Omos at WrestleMania came from Vince McMahon. Wow. Russell Votes, the Russell Votes Twitter account, which has broken several big stories in the past, sent out the following tweet today. They say, and I quote, I'm told the the highly anticipated, very compelling Brock Lesnar versus Omos WrestleMania matchup was the idea of one of of one specific powerful, powerful person, a powerful person who pushed it through that person being Vince McMahon as he left a gif of Vince McMahon under the tweet. Like we fucking said. And whether Bray Wyatt and Bobby Lashley was actually a Vince idea or whether that was Triple H's kind of like panic move and like, oh shit, we have nothing for these two. You know, a very, it very well could be a Vince McMahon idea. I could very well see that. But I could also very well see it being something where Triple H was like, fuck, now we got to do Omos versus Brock Lesnar. Oh shit! What do I do with Bray Wyatt and Bobby Lashley? Uh, I guess just have them face each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so whether it was a Vince McMahon idea, whether Bray and Bobby was a Vince McMahon idea directly, it also was indirectly because that was the after that was the effect after the cause that was, you know, Brock Lesnar and Omos. So, <sighs> yeah, cool. Definitely, it's it's a concerning story, man, and it it probably at this point only going to grow from there. That's how he works. Yeah. Yep, that's Vince McMahon 101, right? Um, man. All right, man. So that was that was all of the that was all the news stories for this week, man. That was all the news stories for this week. I hope you guys did enjoy all the news, man. Uh, that is everything uh, regarding the week. I was telling oh, yeah. Sir K, man. I was telling Sir K before we not we went on live. You know, in one sense, it was weird being on here after Dynamite. But in the other sense, it wasn't weird because I'm looking at the run sheet and I'm like, damn, this feels like a fucking... I mean, we had 15 stories today, so it feels like a regular... Yeah. It just feels like a regular episode of news because it would have felt really, really weird if, um, it would have felt really, really weird if, uh, um, there was absolutely nothing to talk about, but, uh, all right, man, definitely, bro, definitely. So the first match, the first match we're going to talk about for the AEW, uh, full, uh, full gear, what the hell, the revolution card. The first, yeah, the first match we're going to be talking about is a match that seems to have been announced on Dynamite tonight. Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Christian Cage in a no holds barred match. I, judging off what we saw, I thought it was going to be a buried alive match. Um, that's what I think it might end up being to be honest but Mm -hmm. i don't know yes so there is this match uh this one was announced tonight um uh 
shit. For this one, um, damn. See, although it doesn't pertain to the you know predictions, did you hear that little Edge reference tonight from Christian? Mm, maybe when you tell me. He told Jungle Boy that he didn't have the grit that, you know, he thinks he does <laughs> to be a singles champ. Yeah, yeah. Weirdly, I could see Edge coming in after he retires in WWE. Weirdly, I could see that, man. I don't mm. know if it's going to happen. I wouldn't bet on it, but I could see it, man. Isn't his deal up soon? I think that's what it is, yeah. I could see him going to AEW for one match with Christian Cage and then going back to WWE to finish one last match in Toronto, Ontario, against Cena. I would like that. Mm-hmm. And then that, then, then I, I think that would be the end of it. But um, this match, man, uh, damn, I don't know, man. I'm going to go ahead and say... I'm going to go ahead and say... Uh, Hmm. It's tough, man, because Christian did just return, and I think, I don't think Jungle Boy would look bad if he lost. Uh-uh. So I might go with Christian. I'm going to actually go ahead and say Christian Cage, too, but where the hell is Luchasaurus? I feel like he'll play a factor in this, he too. Did. That's another one who we don't know where he still stands on all this, man, so mm-hmm. although... He probably, you know, obviously on TV, he's not really cool with Jungle Boy anymore. But is he still even cool with Christian Cage? We don't know, man. We don't know. He could very well play a factor, but I think I'm going to go ahead and say Christian. Definitely, man. Definitely. So, yeah, man. And with that, moving on to our next match, man, we have Chris Jericho. Versus Ricky Starks, man, with the JAS band from ringside. You know, as we've seen tonight, they did get the one-up on Ricky Starks. The JAS all attacked him. So I think by the time, I think by the time Ricky Starks wins the, uh, uh, or I think by the time uh, we get to Revolution, uh, you know, and Jericho doesn't have a group behind him. I think Ricky Starks is going to uh, pick up the victory and hopefully end this feud off, man. So I'm going to go Ricky. Yeah, man. Hopefully it's the end, man. I think Ricky Starks will win. I think he will outsmart Jericho in the end. And I think, yeah, I think Ricky Starks will get the win, man. Definitely, man. Definitely. So... Yeah, man, I originally thought maybe we were going to see a little bit of interference with Powerhouse Hobbs, but, you know, he's in the TNT title situation, so, you know, that's that. Um, Did you see him standing on top of the very fucking top of the ladder? Ooh, that shit was sketchy as hell, bro. Oh, I gotta bro. say, they raised that fucking ring a little too high. That shit, that man was... Ooh, trying to fucking unbuckle that shit. They should have lowered it down a tad bit. Dude, he really was, bro. He really was. I'm sitting, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, and, and you know they they zoom the camera out, and I'm like, oh my god, he's fucking just standing on the very top of the ladder. Crazy. That's so and those fucking refs probably were fucking struggling their ass off to hold his ass up there. 
Oh, man. Yeah, they let that thing go, and that ladder was bent as fuck, too. They let the thing go, we would have fucking seen Powerhouse take a tumble, man. I mean, oh, Lord. That would have, that would have been bad. Uh, but yes, I'm gonna go ahead and say, I'm gonna go ahead and say Ricky Starks, man. What a shit. uh, Well, not, not, not a shit face of the revolution ladder match, but just like. What a lame one. Why is it a fucking dynamite, dude? Especially with the number of matches they have on this revolution card. I would have been perfectly fine with them putting this fucking. This match still on the fucking the pay per view card and putting a little bigger names in there. Yes, and as of right now, as of right now, there is no Jade Cargill match on the pay per view. Please keep it that way, TK. However, there is something on Rampage, so I could easily see somebody coming out and challenging her on Rampage for the championship. Yeah, it'll be some random fucking nobody. She'll beat in two minutes. Seriously. Where is Athena? I mean, what the fuck? Why isn't she with the freelancers, man? That's what I'm wondering. Did she get injured? I know she's the ROH women's champ. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's probably busy with that then. Hmm. That is true. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, But, man, I mean, she's been off TV for like a hot two months, man. She has been. It's been a minute. All right, man. The next one is Texas Death. Speaking of things that aren't shit or lame, a Texas Death match, John Moxley, Adam Hangman Page. I don't know why they're calling it a Texas Death match. I don't don't even know. What's the difference between a fucking Texas Death match and a... Man, let me see. Let Let me see this. I have no clue, man. I I can tell you the fucking difference. Same way with, like, when they're in Chicago and they call it a Chicago street fight and then just a normal street fight. You would think it'd just be a region thing. But I guess they just call death matches Texas death matches. Wait, what? Huh? A variant of the last man standing match is a Texas death match. In which a wrestler must be pinned to a count of three or made to submit or be rendered unconscious before the referee will begin the ten count. What? Some of these... Wait, that just made no fucking sense. That's not what a... That's not one of those matches are, though. How does that vary into the match when it has nothing to do with the same... What? I have no idea. I, I have no fucking clue. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, Chicago, I don't know, New York street fight, Chicago street fight, uh, who fucking knows at this point? Brooklyn rat street fight, who fucking knows? <laughs> Super rat street fight. Dude, seriously, <laughs> dude. So, so John Moxley and Hangman Page, man, this is match number four? Yeah, four. four. Well, this is three. If you don't count the one that Hangman got hurt in, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to go ahead and say Hangman. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Hangman. Yes, this will definitely be a bloody one. As we all know, uh, John Moxley's in the match. So (laughs) this match will be a bit of a bloody one. But um, uh, yes, this one, this one definitely will be a bloody match, man. And John Moxley, uh, I don't think it's good to have him, you know, win this much. 
if that makes any sense. Um, I mean, yeah, I'll definitely man win here. Definitely, I, I de- I'm gonna go ahead and say Hangman picks up the victory in this one. Um, to give him give him the win in this kind of you know redemption story, or I could see Hangman losing and kind of uh, I could see Hangman losing, the Elite losing, and all of them kind of be at a uh, kind of all of them having to be at a down road in their Anyways. roads. <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. I could see either see it's I could see either way, but I think I'm gonna go with Hangman winning. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And in the next one, we have Soraya. Oh, sorry. Freelancer number one, Soraya versus Ruby Soho versus the women's world champion, Jamie Hayter, man. Jamie Hayter. Uh, hmm. This one's interesting, man. This one is interesting. Um, I hope they do not play somewhere into the story that's going or in in this match that's going to lead Ruby to uh snap and join the freelancers. But man, I fucking hope not, man. Regardless, I'm going to go ahead and say Jamie Hader wins. Uh I'm going to go ahead and predict Jamie for this one. Oh. Do we lose her K? We did periodically, so I hope he will be back soon. Hopefully he is. But, um, yes. So, yeah, I, I really, really hope that they do not pull uh, something something out of their ass that, that entails Ruby joining the Freelancers. But I'm going to go ahead and say Jamie Hayter for this one, as I think we got him back, man. Good God. There he is. What's going on, man? And, uh, you know, it's the worst part when I lose the Wi-Fi like that. I can still hear you the whole time. And when I'm not connected to the Wi-Fi, I'm it dead. still has me connected to you. And it doesn't it doesn't let me know beforehand that I'm off until I hear you say, oh, we lost our K. And then I just wait for my Wi-Fi to just go out on my screen. Because if I purposely disconnect it, I, re- I, re- I can't reconnect it. I have to just let it. It's the most annoying thing in the world, man. But ah. I'm going to say, and I think I'm going to go with Jamie Hayter, man. I hope she doesn't lose it yet. No, too early. Definitely too, too, early, too early for Mrs. Pog to lose the championship, man. So, yes, and in the next match, we... <laughs> this fucking monstrosity. This the AEW World Tag Team Championships... The Gun Club defend the championships against the acclaimed Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and Danhausen and Orange Cassidy. Cut that bullshit, bruh. Mm-mm. Bro, first of all, first of all, dude, except for the acclaimed, what the fuck 
you know you do have good teams in the tag team division, right? Like, you know, like, you do know you do actually have good teams employed that you could have used here, correct? Last year at Revolution, we got Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks. The one year later, we get Jarrett and Lethal versus the Guns versus the Acclaimed versus Orange Cassidy and fucking Danhausen. What in the absolute fuck is that? One of them's not even a fuck. I mean, in a way, two of them aren't even a fucking tag team. Really, one of them aren't even a fucking tag team. What the hell are Orange Cassidy and Danhausen and Shithausen doing <laughs> that shit? Get them the fuck up out of there. I, dude, every... Dude, they don't make themselves any better with my hatred for the best friends. Because they're included in that fucking group, too, since that's technically their faction name, I guess. Yeah. Dude, garbage. All four of them blow. Man. Oh, man, those fucking four suck. And then you have fucking Jeff Jarrett's old ass and Jay Lethal. I like Jay Lethal. I really do. Why the hell is he with Jeff Jarrett? Jeff Jarrett, like, bro. Oh, this fucking, uh, man. All of these fucking groups, except for the acclaimed, below. Below. Oh, dude. Below. Like, like <sighs> Jay Lethal was in a faction with, like, a random good person. If it was, like, a, like, like a bar. Like, like Lee faction. Moriarty or something. Somebody yeah, good. I'd, I'd be down for that yeah. shit. Because that shit could be pretty cool. Jeff fucking Jarrett's old ass. And then the champions in this match are the Gun Club. Why are the Gun Club the champs? If FTR coming back and they're going to be there for double or nothing, should have just kept it on the acclaimed, and FTR could have just beat the acclaimed. Everybody would have been at all. Oh, oh, I would have been happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Who. Dude, at least FTR. Dude, I FTR and the Gun Club. Nobody's interested to see that match. That match may not even be that good. And if it is any good, it's going to be an FTR carry. The Gun Club is not that fucking good, dude. They are not that fucking good. And the acclaimed in FTR could have actually had a great match for the Tag Team Championships at Double or Nothing. And here we fucking are. The Gun Club, who have been some of the worst champions in AEW history, they, why you eat, why you even looked at putting championships on them absolutely blows the fuck out of my mind because they're just a horrible, horrible act, dude. They genuinely are, man. They're horrible fucking act. Absolutely. Across the board, there, there, there is no appeal to these guys, dude. They, None. Dude, they have nothing to their name. Um, and they're the tag team champions. They won the championships and one of the most awkward fucking AEW dynamite endings I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, and then you have the poor acclaimed in here with all these fucking horrendous tag teams. And don't even get me started on Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Not only does Orange Cassidy have a championship, but... Is Danhausen actually going to fucking do something worth a damn in this match for once 
in his AEW run? Is he actually going to perform? Or is he going to stand there and fucking walk around with his fucking hands like this and do his stupid curse thing? Dude, come on, dude. He's going to get tagged in the match, curse somebody, and then that's it. That's all he, that's the only value he shows to this fucking company. Dump his ass, bro. Dump the fucking gun club. Dump Jeff Jarrett being on TV. What is any of these people besides the acclaimed? And the acclaimed aren't even the champs in this scenario. What the fuck is this fucking, is this tag division, dog? What has it turned into? Complete and utter dog shit. (sighs) <sighs> horrendous I'm I don't even uh, I don't give a fuck I don't even know at this point I because if FTR is coming back their contracts are up next month are they going to really bring them back for a month that's the thing if they, if they're coming back that means they resigned if they ain't coming back, they they ain't coming back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, where does this lead, man? So, this is very, very, you know, confusing and unknown, and we're in unknown territory. So, I don't know who's going to win this fucking match. And frankly, I don't give a fuck. Because if FDR are coming back, they're just going to beat whoever the fuck wins. And if the acclaimed wins, why did you take it off them in the fucking first place? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely horrendous. So much for thinking FTR were going to be the winners of the Casino Tag Team Battle Royale. Nope. Danhausen and Orange Cassidy. What the fuck was that, man? I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. If Tony Khan even treads... Putting the championships on Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen. The tag team division might as well be scrapped. Um I don't know. I, I don't I don't know what you do at this point. Do you want the acclaim to have another reign? Uh because do you want these guys to have the championships and have nobody to face and then the fans are eventually gonna turn on them because their run's gonna be stale. Um mm-hmm. But then on the other, on the opposite end of that, none of the teams except for the acclaimed in this match are good. I genuinely don't know what you do. And if you're asking me, I think in some roundabout way, AEW is going to have the gun club keep the belts. Or I feel it's not going to the acclaimed. So it's either going to the guns or you're making a really bad decision. I mean, mm-hmm. all three of them are a bad decision other than the acclaimed and you might not want to put them on the acclaimed in fear of people eventually turning on them quicker than they need to. So, and plus, that'll make the acclaimed look like shit if FDR are coming back and the acclaimed lose the titles to win them again to just lose them again. It'd yep. be the fucking TNT title all over again. Yep. I don't know, man. I'm going to go ahead and say the gun club, man. Sadly, bro. Sadly, those two idiots. Yeah. Definitely, man. And the TNT Championship, the TNT Championship match, Samoa Joe, the TNT champ, Samoa Joe versus Wardlow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all right. I'm, you know, a little excited for this match. I can't wait to see what Wardlow does. He still looks really fucking weird with short hair, but I digress. 
Um, you know, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, so being that powerhouse Hobbs won the face of the revolution ladder match, I can easily see Wardlow getting the title back. I can, man, and I think that's what's going to happen, man. Especially that ROH mm-hmm. television finally started up. Samoa Joe's going to you know, be going doing that while he's champ. So, I think, plus, I don't exactly know what Samoa Joe is doing on, on ROH TV, but I don't, but in the tapings, I don't think I saw him with that TNT title. And, you know, oh, per <laughs> the, the per kayfabe that you know that doesn't happen the ROH TV technically hasn't happened until tomorrow when I think the first episode is tomorrow actually so you know I don't know I didn't see him with that and I know I didn't see a picture of Smojo at all but I know people are there to like challenge him and shit so I don't know damn 10 matches happen tomorrow oh dude Oh, God, ROH, man. Oh, that ain't looking too hot, man. But, um, yeah, man, I think I'm going to go with Wardlow, man. I think all signs are pointing to Wardlow winning. And this is why you can't have Samoa Joe pop up with both belts all the time, because then you risk spoiling it for yourself, you know, with him not not coming out with the TNT title. Then the live audience is going to be like, Hmm, he's probably going to lose the the TNT title to Wardlow, you know. So this is this is why mm-hmm. Yeah, but but regard I mean even if he did or not, um you know, this is why you uh this is why you do things like this because you need um you know, you want you want a little bit of unpredictability, man. You don't want to give anything away to your live audience. You don't want things to leak. This is why, and AEW has enough championships as it is already, so this is why you need to only have AEW championships featured on AEW television. That's it. Exactly. Especially with ROH being taped. Imagine if the plan was for Samoa Joe, like is to for Samoa Joe to keep the title. Imagine if he gets injured and they have to give it to Wardlow, and then he shows up tomorrow on that fucking pre-taped episode of ROH, with that TNT title yep. around his fucking show. It's, it's going to look like really bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. Will they listen to that? Probably not. Probably not. Um, you know that. Yeah, man. But I'm going to go ahead and say Wardlow for this as well. Plus, Powerhouse Hobbs is getting a match next week for the championship, uh, for the TNT championship. So I'm going to go ahead and say Wardlow, but then... Does Hobbs lose? I mean, what the fuck, man? You just have everybody lose off this bitch. You're booking yourself into a corner, 101. But, yeah, man, I don't know what's up with that. Uh, however, yes, I'm going to go ahead and say Wardlow for this one, man. And next, we have the deep-rooted, the just compelling in every degree storyline between the elite and the house of black comes to a head 
at Revolution after years of build. Oh, yeah, man. Sammy who? We're finally getting this match. Bloodline who? Man, we got Kenny Omega telling stories like no other human being on this planet. We have the Elite versus House of Black. Dude, what in the actual fuck was that tonight? You said the other day exactly what happened on TV. No story. They just attacked them during their entrance. They're going to come out. I literally said that the other. I I was talking to you. Yes, I did say that. That is so true. Now I remember that. Dude, that's literally exactly what fucking happened. With their one week of build, they're going to come out and attack them. And man, did that make me anything but excited for this match. I mean, the match is going to be a banger. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Shit's going to be heat. And in that post-match or post-attack promo... They looked amazing with those tag titles. Mm-hmm. I just wish we got a little bit of a story. That's all I'm wishing for, man, but apparently not. Um, dude, <sighs> I don't know. I I feel like this isn't going to go the right way. Um, no, I don't think it. I wanted to, but I have a feeling it won't, man. I just got a feeling. Yeah, I, I really want this to go the House of Black's way. But I, I don't feel, I don't, I'm not feeling that way at all. I I am not feeling like they, uh, I'm not feeling like they're going to win at all. I think the elite's going to keep it. Um, and I possibly think they're going to hold them all the way up until CMFTR, but CMFTR doesn't really need a trios championships. I mean, granted it would be better, you know, doesn't necessarily need it. And the house of black is not going to look good after another loss. Mm-hmm. This group fucking needs it. So, in all reality, it really should. And I hope it goes to the House of Black. But I have a feeling it's gonna the Elite's going to keep it. Me too, man. I'm going to go ahead and predict the Elite, even though I want the House of Black. Uh, unfortunately... I just do not see things going that way, uh, and it's going to suck because they are not going to look good after that. But then again, the elite are, you know, very generous when it comes to putting people over. I will say that um, if they can't tell a story, they can definitely put somebody over. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so you know, I, I hope that I hope they do them the favor. But uh, in all reality, I see Tony Khan keeping the belts on these guys so we can. Uh, um, so we can, uh, get CMFTR versus the elite. Um, yeah, man. And then for the final match and the match that probably saved all of our lives, because if this match did not exist, we probably would have gotten a, uh, 28 match card with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a bunch of Jade Cargill matches and, uh, a bunch of bullshit. Um, The AEW World Heavyweight Championship being defended in a 60-minute Iron Man match. MJF defends the World Championship in his first pay-per-view defense against the Dragon Man, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. This is going to be good, man. And like I said, this match genuinely probably saved all of our souls, bro. You know, if this match, if they knew... 
that they weren't going to have a 60-minute Iron Man match, you know this pay-per-view would have fucking had 16 matches on it and it would and they all would have been rushed. I mean, man, I like the eight-match card, but even with the 1-hour Iron Man match, you're going to have to fit seven matches in 3 hours. So that's going to be a little challenging on it as it's uh, as itself, man. But man, I'm so glad we don't have to see a bunch of other bullshit on this card. But hold your horses because I'm sure we will see all the extra bullshit return for double or nothing. So oh, you know it, double or nothing, double the matches, man. Yeah, <laughs> but um. Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited for this match. I can't wait. Yes, this shit has been heat. The story's been awesome. Tell a great story. Poor MJF. Look at that. Well, look what happens when you tell a great story. You make the most interesting match on the card. Fucking mind blowing. But um, I'm gonna go with MJF, man. I mean, Danielson is he he is Brian Danielson, man. But I think MJF's reign is just starting, man. And I think he's gonna win this match, man. Definitely, bro. Definitely. I can, uh, you know, there's no other way I see it going down. I would like to see this go zero to zero all the way up until the final, uh, the final, uh, minutes, uh, of, or the final seconds of the match where MJF somehow, some way, uh, beats his way out of this man. And, uh, I'm very interested, interested to see what happens with MJF and Brian Danielson? I think it's going to be very, very intriguing nonetheless. By the way, speaking of references, this has nothing to... Well, I guess it has a little bit to do with Brian Danielson. Did you fucking hear that reference by Britt Baker? I did not at all. Britt Baker said in her backstage promo, You can look, but you can't touch. Yeah, I did hear that, actually. Oh, no. Bruh. Dude. Oh, no. I don't think that's happening because no. she technically do, does have another show with the you know with the Fed, so I don't think she that technically legally can go anywhere else anytime soon. Thank God, but dude. Don't I, you know? I think she's referencing that because you know, I don't know why because her opponents are from that same fucking company. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Please don't ever reference that again, Britt. You're getting on my good side. Don't don't fuck yourself over here. Seriously, <laughs> man. Seriously. But yes, in the end, I'm going to go ahead and predict MJF, man. I think it's going to be a good one, man. It's going to be a good one. I'm definitely most excited for this match, being that this is the match that is telling the story on the card. Surprisingly, man, it's not Kenny Omega's match. He just wants to have fun nowadays. Oh, no yeah, no story-driven narratives for him. Oh nope! Champion of a newly, a newly made championship doesn't want to tell stories. Hey man, hey man. But, That's um, not what they're known for, man. No, not at all. According man. to the AEW elitists. Oh, <sighs> yeah, man. This match, man. I think I'm gonna give it. I know it's gonna go to MJF, man. Yeah. Definitely, man. I'm right with you in that boat. I'm going to go ahead and say MJF too, man. But yes, that is going to do it for this edition of The Newsman. Wishing you a very happy vacation, bro. You definitely deserve it. Um, uh, So yeah, man. I hope you enjoy yourself. Uh, As always, like I said, you deserve it, bro. So 
Um, yes, we will be on here, like I said, for, uh, like I said in the beginning, for the AEW Revolution 2023 review that will be, you know, live after the pay-per-view does go off the air Sunday night. And yeah, man, that is going to be it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. Thank you guys for joining us on this uh, special Wednesday edition of the news Obviously, we will back. We will be back next week on Friday, man. This was just one time. Um, this was just a one-off. This was just a nice one-off, man, for the Wednesday. So I hope you guys did enjoy it, man. And thank you guys for being here with us um, and covering all the news for the week and the Revolution predictions. And it has been always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And I, Sir K. And that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Heels Podcast, man. Thank you guys so much for being here. Durante, Logan, Pops, uh, Bell, JT, everybody in the chat, man. Everybody everybody in the live chat, everybody in the replay. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, thank you guys. I love you guys, man. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys Sunday night with the Revolution 2023 review. Peace.